0: Hello? Hi. Uh, um I think maybe Luke gonna say something funny and I was gonna say look you're legit too legit. But you haven't said anything funny, so it's okay. <laughs> um yeah, I since I've been here just seeing people share their testimony and just and Look back and see me from Haiti and just see how God is working through different countries and just that's just encouraging to me but I just before I even share with you, I just wanna just give you a little bit of background um here this is Leogan where I was born, and so I moved from Leogan from one um one hundred seventy five miles so went back to occupation, So it's over there at the coast. Um, So here's a little bit of background, just kind of religious. Um, Right now in Haiti, um, we have like Protestant church have experienced significant growth in recent decades. We have 80% women Catholic church. So we have 10% Baptists and 4% Pentecostal, one person Adventist, and we have three person other religious, Islam. Uh, they have faith, Judaism, Buddhism, and we have other religions. And also in Haiti, um, Vodou is a great practice and that only really the people really practice that, and most of the Catholic Church practice Vodou. So it's not a, I would say, most of them think they are Christians, but it's not because um, Vodou, it's something, black magic they use. Um, yeah. Um, just before I start with my testimony, I just want to read Ephesians chapter 2. I think I marked it somewhere. uh 1 to 10, and you were dead in your trespasses and sin, in which you once were following the course of this world, following the prince of power of the earth, the spirit that is now at work in the son of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying our desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Like the worst of mankind, but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love, being because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespass, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with Him, and seated up with Him in the heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming age He might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your undoing; it is the gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should work in them. Um. If I tried to give my testimony a title or because I know many people just name it or like uh, Journey or maybe that's my story or just I'll name in my story probably just God is my hero and just I was dead in my trespass of sin but and now I'm alive because of Jesus Christ. Um, that's probably best team. My dad was born in 1920 and my mom was 1943. So my dad' name was Joe, not you. <laughs> and so 23 years 23 years apart, so my, when my dad gave birth to me, he was 63 years old, so sometimes just thinking about that, just like, wow, hmm, almost not even here exists. So that is something special. So just, I think maybe that's probably a fall assumption, just thinking being born, because maybe some of you familiar with my testimony and ones I share in Christ's life. I was born maybe Christian, I would say, not really, because my mom kind of just double-minded, but my dad, would I'd say, was a Christian for sure. So when I started getting knowledge of what is good and bad, I thought I was being saved because of my family. They went to church every Sunday with me and taught me God words. They taught me to fight, not to fight my co-student and be nice. They taught me to tell the truth, and they told me that if that lying is a sin, I needed to tell the truth. Well, I obey and keep in mind, but I wasn't a Christian, and even sometimes I would lie. You know, just I don't even really exactly know what's going on, and just know what is sin. But my kids from maybe three to five was kind of isolation because um when because when I start when my dad sent me to school, and it's really hard like when I get back just um it's hard for me just to share because sometimes I'm just thinking, you guys how different you grow up and just. In Haiti, it's just a total two things opposite. Um, But, yeah, because life became so hard, my dad had to stop my brother from school so that I could have a chance. He also sent my older sister to an orphanage. So when I was five years old, my dad sent me to school. So the plan was, my dad said, if I can even sign my name, so that's the plan. But the plan is he wants us to be a farmer. So he stopped my old brother from school. So um, it's a warning if I cry. So there's something about me. You guys don't know. I'm emotional sometimes. <sighs> um, so when I was five years old, my dad sent me to school. The school was one half hours away, which required me to work. I had to crossed two big rivers together. Several times I came near to drowning when the rivers were swollen due to wind. Even though I was a pagan in God's eyes, he kept saving my life through this time. At that time, I didn't realize that it was God care for me to keep me from being swept away by the rivers. So this was, um, I would take, wooly and full time. And just being gracious God was looking after me, because I remember once um, it was raining so hard, and so as a kid, just when it's raining, so it's just pleasant to play, and just, so on my way back from school, so it was raining so hard, and my mom was like running just before, because the weaver was overflowing, just like when my mom just grabbed me, and just a few seconds after, just the weaver just down. So just thinking of that, I'll just say God was pursuing me. Um, When I was 10 years old, my parents sent me to the same orphanage as my sister in occupation, Haiti, Um, at EBAC. Because they could no longer care for me, well, I was happy and thought that life would be, a new meaning. So it was, in a sense, but life in the orphanage became like a prison. It's really hard for me to share all the difficulties I have been through because every time I repress them in my memory, it's hurt to think God let me go through all that pain. But more I look deeper and saw God's providence and step by step how he worked through my life to bring me to him, I feel it's a blessing, and cause me to thanks God and be grateful. What I mean by prison, um, in the orphanage with 80 kids, and we had two apartments, and that's girl sections and boy sections. So, and at, like the girls were more privileged than us, but the boys, and we have like a bed that have one floor and down. So I was in one of them, but like four kids or three kids will be on one bed at one place. So, you know, like, just so hard. But it was a part of it. And so my sister was kind of not happy about how things were because it's like three or four of us will sleep in one bed. So my sister do something kind of illegal, but... <laughs> So she kind of take me and just find a bed and let me sleep at the girl's apartment for a few <laughs> few times. So it's illegal though. At the age of 13 so I had had to support and provide. The, the orphanage had no support to provide for our schooling so they decided to start their own English program. Well for my age I thought it was a time of ways, because I was in sixth grade in French school. I thought to restart and learn a new language would be a, not a good idea, while well, I struggled a lot to focus with my transition in life. However, at the orphanage I met a lot of children who were Christians because of their personal decision with Christ. At eBac, life improved as I had an opportunity to hear God's words every day, but also living under pressure. 'Cause just things not really okay. When my friend asked if I was a believer I always post and said yes, though I truly did not. They told me it was a personal decision, but I kept thinking in my own that I was a Christian because I was born in a Christian family. Let's follow assumption though. And know a lot of stories and Bible verse. But the devil kept me blind and to knowing the truth to be saved. Along the way, God kept pursuing and placed me where I had opportunity to hear his word every day in my life. Even though at times it was hard for all of us, God kept providing. So when I was 15 years old, one Sunday morning in a church service, the pastor was preaching. And the sermon was like... um, on Based on Ephesians 2, it's like saying that f- your family's faith can save you. So we're just thinking about it and just remind me that because I haven't been in peace at all. Because every time I went to church or even hear people, my heart will be just pounding and I don't feel peace inside. So that Sunday, when because it's something common in Haiti, pastor will call people to come up front. So I was thinking of it and just, so I went up front and knelt down and accept Christ as my personal Savior. So, and I had been ignorant and selfish, realizing not to listen to my friends and who had been witness to me in the past. I finally realized the words of Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And. This is not your undoing; It is the gift of God, not a whistle of work so that no one may boast. That day in the church I went. Uh, after that I felt like a what radical change in my life and being willing to listen to my friends so that I could learn more about Christ. So I started going with my Bible and just tried to grow. But still... Struggle because I don't uh, have a disciple or a disciple or something just being go on my own and try to read scripture. So two years later, I was baptized as a public declaration of my faith. God began to go in me to know and serve him better. He was gracious to me by putting me in a place where I didn't have struggle with alcohol and drug but instead faced the struggle of poverty and humiliation. This struggle forced me to rely on him more and for more for my need. So my dad passed away in 2004, so this time was the darkest time in my life. I remember asking God why he took him, especially when I was 175 point three miles away from my father and wasn't even able to see him be- before he died. A year later my oldest brother passed away at a funeral. I saw my also my nephew and found that he was very sick. He came back to the orphanage and get better and then had to return back to Port Two months later he was shot and killed. Well, that moment was the dimmest time in my life. I became bitter toward God, and I put the guilt on myself, wishing that I would have found a way for my nephew to stay at the orphanage. My world turned upside down, so I will go to church because the church was so close, but um, wasn't really have a relationship with Christ. So my life messed up. So I started dating and a few non-Christian girls. Just things getting worse and worse. So while in a relationship and things are getting, so I remember so sometime I was just thinking and the Holy Spirit will just stuck in my heart, just, just remind me, but I can't really, just clear thinking to see I'm wrong. So God helped me to see all my sin, which hinder my relationship with God. God was gracious to me by convicting me with the Holy Spirit that I was not on the white path. As a was all, I repented. A year later, I visit my family back um, it was a good time, but also I kind of got peace. So my brother and I, we went on a hike, and so it's really probably um four to five mile hike. And so they has like sugar cane, and my brother was like, get sugar cane, and he gave me one. So on top of the mountain, and so I kind of just go from him and sit down to eat the sugar cane, and I remember I was just crying and just asking God, why am I living? Or what is the existence of life? So just things being so hard. But um, I think God... From this time, God prepare my heart and humble me to rely on Him more, trusting that someday we would see Him again in heaven. God has put um, a song in my heart. um it's, uh, it is well with my soul, and this song, along just I heard the story behind it, and just it's being so much encouragement to me, just to think that. Um, these people, how much they go through and they just, you know, lost three kids and what happened and he still be able to say it is well with my soul. So I kind of took these songs and just keep it and sing it every time. So at my church in Haiti, I began to sing in two groups and teach a Sunday school class. At the time I... Several time I went to evangelistic trip and other part of Haiti along with the pastors. Another time I accompanied with a boys and to balance Haiti for a mission trip. So according to the Apostle James in James two seventeen it says, "So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, it's dead." He does not means work can give salvation but I worked because I had been saved through him. And James two twenty two 22 says, Faith was active along with his work, and faith was completed by his works. Well, my mission trip and everything just being, just to witness to others for God with my new life in Christ. So in 2007, I met a pastor named Pastor Mitch who was, um on, on a mission trip from Washington State he became a good friend, mentor dad and always here for me in my struggle. So he's like will Skype every time sometime in Haiti and he will just really integrate his life in my life just to share gospel with me and just sometime just when life seems so hard and just is being helped me a lot. So and he also just the concept of discipleship just being that to me and I haven't noticed this and have any idea what that meant but and what right now I can say that is something on my heart. Just see how people in Haiti just as I mentioned before that how many percentage of people who are Christian in Haiti about ten percent. So that is something we have many pastors in Haiti. You know, they just been preach the gospel, but that not really want to pour their life on people. So that is one thing. Thinking. So I had gone with my mindset that I wanted to be a businessman. I even tried to start several <coughs> small business in Haiti. In a way, I succeeded because I remember as a kid want to be a businessman. So. And in Haiti, it's so hard, you can't find a work. So if you be able to do business, life can be much better. So in the orphanage, I started selling some cookies, go in town, buy cookies and sell with the kids and get that money and save it. And so I get drinks and other stuff like that. So over one year, I get enough money to start another small department business. So I have that page on my Facebook. It's called Astrid Mix Shop, so it sells uh, toys, um, art, and also sell, I sold um, uh, shoes, clothes, whatever. So God being able to help me succeed in that. But f- I think that wasn't God's plans. So, but God began to change my desire to be. be, He began to take away the desire to being a businessman, and began to put in me a new desire to be a pastor. Through to the next few years, it became clear that God was calling me to be a pastor. So I met a guide, a guy from England, and. So he went down there to preach on the church on Sunday morning. So he was talking to me, and he wanted a translator. So okay, I can do that job. So we were talking, and on Sunday, so he preached, and I was able to translate. So after church, and he came to me and grabbed me on the shoulders. It's like God is calling you to be a pastor. So I was just smiling in my mind like me? No, I don't wanna do ministry. Because I see how hard it is in Haiti and just because if you're a pastor in Haiti, if you don't have a business or anything, it's gonna be a pen. So before he left, he called me upstairs in the apartment and he's like prayed for me and he's like God wants you to be a pastor. I'm like, my mind, like no, I don't want it." So he left, and one month later he emailed me. "So, my dear brother in the Lord, it was lovely to meet you and help you to work for the Lord Jesus. Haiti need the gospel of our Lord, and He has used you to tell them of His love. Go on with the good works and live your life for Jesus. I know that it is not easy. Jesus said that we must all we must all take up our cross and follow Him. If you continue, He will bless your work and guide your life all the way to heaven, where we shall be with Him. With will be great reward. God bless you, Pastor John. So. And just during the weekend, I was just reading in Matthew also, and got this letter, and just seeing that he said, Haiti need me, so just keep pondering over this email and read it over. And also I I find that uh, in Matthew 9, when it said, then he said to his disciple, The harvest is plentiful, but the labors of you... Therefore, pray earnestly to bring to the Lord of the harvest, to send out labors into his harvest. So just wondering over this verse and the email he sent me, so I'm like thinking, do I want to start being in ministry or choose to be a businessman? Because I was really shy and just not really like public speaking. But Just reading the verse and just make me think so hard that what is the meanings or what is our existence? And also in finding Matthew twenty eight when God Jesus said the comment the commissions. So like feel like God is calling us so so I chose, Okay, I, I took one week to pray about it, to feel, to have peace in my heart because I just think about so hard and I didn't have peace. So I took one week and pray, and after that week, I remember I said, as Isaiah, hear my Lord send me. So, I decided to be a pastor, but I even told anybody about it. So next year, Pastor Mitch came down to Haiti, and. Just I was his organizer like, to pro- organize everything, find, uh, choose people to translate for every team down there. So in a conversation with him, I told him about my new desire. The next things I knew, Mitch had helped me to move to the United States in order to pursue Bible College. I'm now study, studying with hope of returning to Haiti to be a pastor. God works beyond my knowledge. I still remember the hardship in my life that I used to render. But I now realize that God works things for the good of his people that he loved women 8:28 and 9:29. 29. And we know for that, for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who call according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be confirmed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So I'm so thankful the way God has been working in my life, and show me that I'm special and has a task to accomplish. Just see all the hardship and God been working just call him the hero of my life. Um, my challenge to you, just, I know it's hard, or maybe some of you just grad, will graduate, and maybe you don't know what to do, or maybe, one thing I might say is, it's never a waste to work or to preach the gospel or to be in God's words, because we won't be rewarded by men, but we'll be rewarded by God. Um, In Ephesians class, so I had to write a psalm and I was so hard to think to write ones. So the one I wrote and it cannot sum up my testimony. O Lord, my merciful Savior, how marvelous your wonders beyond my life. Your love is a mystery to me. Who am I, you deeply care for and save, a sinner who despises your law, a sinner who hates your precept? But, O oh Lord, you have mercy on me. I am praising your name for your loving kindness, for there is none like your gracious God. Your sovereign knowledge encompass me, while I was a, while I am a wretch, you still care and save me in the midst of poverty. You remember me. In the middle of nowhere you sought me and lifted me up among the great. I was dry I was like a dry ground desperately need water, but now you watered my life. As you watered the dry ground in the in the midst of farming. O oh Lord, when I remember my low days and the hardship of my life that caused me to praise your name and give you glory for the mystery of your love and for the great things you are doing in my life for the purpose of your plan. Amen. So this is kind of the, um, to just wrap up my testimony, and probably that's my testimony because God in his great love just looked for me when I was dead in my trespass. But he sought me. So I think that uh, if you guys can pray for me, and also just, I know it's going to be a challenge to go back to Haiti, and that will be in my heart, to go back and start a ministry there. And I know just... It's really hard and just the people sometimes really ignore it because it's, the gospel is open down but the people not really know the truth because they'll say they are Christians but their life they will live you will can see that they are not Christian. And most would say like eighty percent are Catholic and who's practice voodoo and stuff like that. So I just really want to go back and just start a ministry and so if you guys can pray. I'll be so thankful for that. So we'll pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just time of reflection to see your sovereign grace, how you work in my life, and I know how you were working, in many people here, just how you sought them in a way, even maybe they not deal with um, poverty or emulations, or, but probably hardship in a different way. So Father, I just pray tonight that you would guide us and you will lead us to the way you want us to be. Because with your words, that is precious gift to us. So I pray tonight and that you will direct us and people maybe that will be gone and just don't know what to do next in life. But I know if they choose to stay in your words, you will direct us. Father, thank you so much for all the teachers and just being here feels so blessed to know your words exactly and rightly to divide your words. Father, I pray that you use me and people here in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you.